Hello, I'm Casey Hobbs. And I'm Shane Mason, and we're the hosts of Nurse Talk Radio. Here's what we're talking about this week. The Nurses Climate Challenge is a national campaign to mobilize nurses to educate 50,000 health professionals on the impacts of climate change on human health. Healthcare is at the front line of climate change, bearing the cost of increased disease prevalence and more frequent extreme weather events. At the same time, the health sector is also a significant contributor to climate change, making up 10% of total U.S. greenhouse gas emissions. If we take action now, we can prevent the worst effects of climate change and simultaneously improve health outcomes. As the most trusted profession and making up 40% of the healthcare workforce, nurses have the potential to launch a movement of health professionals committed to climate solutions. And there's nobody better to talk about this than RN, NP, and professor of health policy at the University of San Francisco, Barbara Sattler. Barbara, welcome back to Nurse Talk. It's always illuminating to have you here with us. Oh, thanks. It's always such a pleasure. So, Barbara, tell us about how and why the Nurses' Climate Challenge was created. It was created a little over a year ago by this spark plug of a nurse named Shanda Demarest, who just um, was on fire about wanting to do something with nurses and climate change. And honestly, I really attribute a lot of the start to this to her sheer energy and um, uh, persistence about this. And she was able to then pull some collaborators together because nurses are just prime at that. And so she identified Healthcare Without Harm, which already had a huge number of resources and had been working on uh, climate change issues in hospitals, and uh, the Alliance of Nurses for Healthy Environments. And we also, and I'm a board member of that organization, we also have been working for several years now on climate change. But this Nurses Climate Challenge was a way of really pulling together this idea into activating and um, resourcing nurses around the country and, in fact, in some instances, around the world. Fantastic. And so the goal is to educate 50,000 healthcare professionals on the impact of climate change and human health. How is this challenge going to do that and what impact do you hope to have and what's the timeline? I think it's an ambitious timeline. So within the next a year or two, we're hoping to get to that many. And so... Uh, the way that we're doing this is with the multiplier effect. Um, so, for instance, every year we graduate 50,000 new nursing students who become RNs. And so people don't often know that. I mean, lots of students are, are now nursing students and will shortly become RNs. And so the more that we can get this into our curriculum, the more that we'll have this feeder stock of nurses coming out understanding what climate change is. So, we're really trying to make sure that faculty know this because they never learned about it when they went to school. So we have a little heavy lift there. But then we also have so many nurses that are hearing about climate change or are in the many, many communities around the country that have been impacted by flooding and fires and extreme weather, other weather conditions, and clearly related to climate change. So they're saying, you know, how can I do something about this? How can I kind of go upstream and do something to address climate change? So we've got a little bit of a ripe audience of early adapters, I would call them, who are starting to get involved. Which is brilliant. I love the whole idea. I love the group Healthcare Without Harm. That's a lovely title, and their mission must be incredible. How do you get this into the curriculum in nursing schools across the country? Well, I think one of the really 
helpful thing that was created when thinking about the nurses' climate challenge is to recognize that because so many faculty and nurses have not learned about this, that we give them materials so that they can actually use these materials without themselves being experts. It's hard for a nursing faculty to be teaching something about which they don't feel like they, you know, own that information yet. So the materials that have been created, including short videos, including PowerPoint uh, and posters and all kinds of things that were created, they are sort of plug and play for nursing faculty. And, um, And we're also then working with a new nursing collaborative on climate change that uh, the Alliance of Nurses for Healthy Environments has helped put, to pull together. Um, and with those folks, we're really addressing it through the organizations that are responsible for educating the American Association of College of Nurses and the National League of Nurses, which are the deans of schools of nursing and faculty. So it's a multi, multi-pronged approach. And how could one of our listeners that's a health professional participate in this? Oh, that is so easy. They can go to nursingclimatechallenge.org, and they just can get started. They will register, so that's, and it costs nothing at all. Um, and then they can start to see the materials, and they can start to be educated by using this materials for their own knowledge. And then they'll see how they can pull together other folks into small groups, either on their own units within hospitals or within their communities, and start to use these materials to train and educate others. Fantastic. You know, you're the second person today, Zenny Cortez uh, made reference to this, how things have sped up and how quickly things are now coming to fruition. And I just want to remind people that for every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction. And so as hard as we have swung to the right and as much as we have uh, done things to destroy our democracy and climate change at the same time, let's hope that we swing that hard back to the left and that we in this next election can, in fact, actualize all these things. I think that if we hold that this is a possibility, it really can happen. What do you think, Barbara? I couldn't agree more. And a couple of things I'd like to say about the Nurses' Climate Challenge, and I'm hoping that we can do some amendments to it, is it's not explicitly political. And so what you just spoke to is another aspect that needs to be addressed. So, for instance, I think that we need to be asking all of the candidates that are going to be running for presidency what they're going to be doing about all the different sectors that contribute to climate change. So our energy sector, transportation, food production, even pharmaceuticals. I mean, how are they going to be addressing this from a policy perspective? I think we also have to recognize that included in all of our discussions is that we talk about just transitions for those workers. When we're going to talk about ending reliance on the fossil fuel economy, We've got to recognize that there are good paying jobs in that sector. And how are we going to take care of those workers who have busted their backs over the years to make us have all the things that we do have right now, you know, in the current way that we live? So I think we need to be paying attention to that and asking our candidates to be doing that. And we need to be supporting policies at the state level, which we're seeing all over the place right now in the U.S., because our Congress has not really been moving on this. 
our House of Representatives is now looking at a, or created a bill that basically is saying the U.S. needs to honor the Paris Agreement on climate change, which Trump has thrown out. So we need to recognize there are a lot of pinch points now, a lot of places where we can be doing political work with a capital P, um, as well as policy work within our, our hospitals and our healthcare institutions. And I think got to really include that, that we can educate nurses about climate change and the health impacts and do things in our hospitals, and that's really important. And then we need to work through our nursing organizations and unions to change the policies with a big P at the political level. Yeah, I think you make a really important point in that whenever we talk about ending the fossil fuel industry, that there are people that that is a direct threat to their livelihood and putting food on the table for them. And so bringing them to the table, um, I think there's a lot of political capital there, but also it's the right thing to do because you're right. Those people worked really hard to provide energy for us for decades and they feel threatened by this agenda at times. And so bringing them into the fold is smart and the right thing to do. In this country, we lost the steel industry and that happened in the 80s. And when we lost the steel industry, we didn't have an adequate policy for how we could sort of repatriate those steel workers into other kinds of work. And that's why we had what was called the Rust Belt, a whole part of the country that had really good working jobs for people that made steel and steel products, et cetera. What we're seeing right now in places like Kentucky, where coal is being replaced by natural gas, and uh, so we're doing less coal mining, but what's happening in those communities, we don't have a just transition for those. And it's no surprise that Kentucky has got the highest levels of opioid addiction in the country. So we watch whole communities, if we don't take care of them during the transition, we watch them lose health insurance and income and self-respect and the, you know, the social fabric of whole communities. This is, this is a health issue. And I think we need to lead with that as, as how we think about it. Absolutely. The website is nursesclimatechallenge.org. And we're talking with Professor Barbara Sattler about the Nurses Climate Challenge. Barbara, is there anything else you'd like to share? Well, there's one thing I do want to say, which is that most nurses, if they were asked by their neighbor right now, what is climate change? You know, can you tell me what it is? And most can say something about, well, it's causing, you know, floods and causing changes in weather. But I think that nurses need to be able to say what it is. And so going to this site is really going to equip them to be able to answer their faith-based organization's questions, their neighbors' questions, and their politicians' questions. And we are listened to. We are, to reiterate what you said, we're the most trusted source of information, especially on health. And this is a health issue. And I'm loving that nurses are just cooking up on it right now. For people who say that it can't happen, let me just tell you, it can and it will happen. If we intend to survive on this planet together, it has to happen. Absolutely. Barbara, thank you so much for being with us and keeping us informed. My pleasure. I look forward to talking again. Thanks for listening. You can find more information about these topics at nursetalksite.com or nationalnursesunited.org. This podcast is powered by National Nurses United, the nation's largest union for registered nurses. 